Hello and welcome back to the Technically F1 podcast. I am Rashad. And I'm Jack. This week we've got an action-packed episode for you. So kick back, maybe grab some light reading material, and enjoy. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. Is it better than normal? Yes, much better. Ah, yes, okay. I'm just not using headphones today. Oh, great. Anyways, Uh, bad news. Go ahead. The HP Spectre. It's broken. Oh, no. Who could have predicted that? (laughs) I know, right? Who would have thought? It's uh, its screen is not connecting, so I gotta go and send that to HP so they can fix it. Wasn't this screen the only bit that was working before? No, I don't mean the touch screen, Rashab. I mean the fact it is black and it will not turn on. <laughs> that is incredible, HP. I will send you a video of it. It turns on and then it just it doesn't the screen doesn't turn on mm-hmm. but the fans are going everything's going ah oh, that's nice your fans work yeah Mine that's burn me like it doesn't care <laughs> it just burns you wow that's crazy well it looks like Hera's Okay, no, we're not going to start there. We're going to start at the very beginning. Should we start with Nick DeVries? Yeah, poor guy. I feel bad for him, but realistically, he was not doing well. Yes, but every young driver is having a rough time this year. Yuki was okay. Yeah, Yuki is good. Yuki's the only one who survived his first year. I guess that's true. Well, who's not have oh low or not Logan Sargent? Um, you know who's really having a rough year? Nicholas Latifi. Oh yeah, no, I mean, didn't he quit? <laughs> he's just done with the racing. Yeah, he well no, I mean, he's done with the racing, but he's getting his MBA from it was at London London Business School. Yeah, that, that sounded pretty good. cool. Yeah. I mean, well, that's what happens when you create the new Latifi library. Yeah, I mean, he also has a really good resume. Race that's F1. True. Yeah, he's going to be the only person getting his MBA who can say that. Yeah. He's going to be a Ferrari's new strategist after. Um, you know what company he's going to make? What? You know who Robert Dornboss is? No. Look up Robert Dornboss company. That's the kind of company Latifi's gonna make. I can't say what Robert Dornboss makes, but it's pretty funny. I'll tell you how to spell it. It's R-O-B-E-R-T Dornboss company. For the listeners, we recommend you look this up so that you see what we're talking about. I can't find it. Hold on. I'll send you a screenshot. This will help. Oh, he played tennis. He did? Yeah. He's raced in every series. Yeah, I know that part. He's pretty famous for that. He wasn't particularly good in any of them. Yeah, but like, you can't have everything. Hold on. Sent, saved, sent. Sending it now. This shall explain everything. Oh, is that food? Is what food? I'm looking at his Instagram right now. Oh, okay. It probably isn't food. Send. Look at the text I just oh, sent you. Oh, what? Yep. 
I thought it was something like that, but then I see, like, I go to his bio, and then there's, like, a food company in his bio. I think it's, I, I don't speak German or Dutch or, like, oh, cheese, it's cheese. Ah, he makes cheese now. Is that pancakes with cheese? That's vile. I don't know why you'd want to do that. Only Robert Dornboss. Although his current career isn't much, or his previous career wasn't much, you know, different. Still very weird. Mm. I don't know. I just think it's funny. Right. DeVries. Actually, the young drivers. I think... Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I gotta be honest. I think I'm gonna be the first person to say this. I kind of agree with Red Bull on axing him. Axing DeVries? Yeah. Okay, but you have to realize that the car is really bad. So it's not mm-hmm. even giving Daniel Ricciardo a fair shot to get the Red Bull seat. I oh, mean, I know. Even, yeah. Like, even yeah, I mean, it's just not a good car. He's gonna look bad driving that car just because the car is bad. People know that it's a bad car, but they're not gonna cut him at that much slack. Otherwise, Mick Schumacher might still have a seat. He wasn't a good yeah. driver. He he had a really bad car, which amplified it. I think the thing is, if he gets into the points, that's going to be enough for Red Bull to test him, basically. Yeah. To give him a test. But, but if also, he doesn't make the points, then if he doesn't make the points, then I don't think anybody cares. That's it. Exactly. Also, Daniel Ricciardo is the perfect Haas driver. I'm surprised he didn't go there. Because no, he's just a face for any company that he works for. Yeah. I, I mean, did you see, like, he could literally do any of Haas's sponsorship work. Yeah. Like, that um, that interior furniture design place, he could do, do that. That'd be funny. I'd watch a Daniel Ricardo ad for that. Yeah, the Daniel Ricardo's ads would be so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I worry that this is going to be bad for Ricardo, but... But maybe, maybe, maybe he'll do well. I don't know. Okay. Yes, but we need to take a moment to appreciate that Perez is still better than Lando Norris. Mm-hmm. It's he? true. No, it's true. Because if you remember, two years ago, when the when Perez was in the racing point, which was yeah. in fourth place and Lando was in the McLaren which is third place it was third place yeah Perez still scored higher in the driver's championship even though McLaren was farther ahead in the driver's championship but they were hamstrung by Lance yes but McLaren had Lando they kind of equal out. They kind of equal out. I don't think they fully equal out. No, because Lando's inconsistent, but so is Perez. But Perez is consistently a little bit better than Norris. Oh, here's my worry, right? With Perez. I have no doubt that he's a great driver. Right, I think everybody can agree with that. But I don't think he's doing enough to prove his worth. Okay, you also have to remember that Red Bull is a very Max-centric team. Okay, here's what I want to talk about with this. I know what you're thinking, right? The car design is all for Max, right? What? It is. But the thing is, they're adapting it for both drivers, and it's not designed like they're bringing upgrades this weekend, right? I think we we know that, right? Yeah, that's clear. They're doing that. That's a mm-hmm. thing. I think so. Well, the upgrades that they're bringing, from what I've heard, 
are going to be basically making it easier for both drivers because it's going to add more drivability to the car. So what you're saying is Perez hasn't had a fair shot, but he will now. I think Max has, with the advantage of being closer in driving style to what the car wants, I think Max could probably gain a tenth of a second a lap because of that. But I don't think it'd be much more than that. So Perez is better than Lando. We can agree on that. Sure. I think that Perez on his day can probably beat Lando. If you average it out, he could still beat Lando. Because they're both inconsistent. They're both but wildly once... inconsistent. Perez goes from like first place to 20th. Whereas Lando usually sticks between like he sticks in a reasonable area where it's not really, like, an issue ever. But he like, never wins. Yeah, he never wins. But he, he's not, like, at the... I mean, he's, he's not usually the last one, either. Yeah. I mean, that... He's more like what a smaller team, like a midfield team, would want. Like, Checo, he goes both ways. Yeah. But Bottas is the best second driver. Um, he's good. Bottas is always doing really well right behind Hamilton. Except for 2021. He kind of fell off. Okay, yeah. And then he ended up like where he, end, where he is now. Alfa Romeo. He ended up at Alfa Romeo. I think he's paid his it's like time. Right? It's where all Finnish F1 drivers end their careers. Yeah. Like Kimmy and Bottas would be a really good team. That'd be an excellent team. I don't know why somebody didn't try to do that. Because Bottas has like a really high like. I mean, in points, he's always decently high when he's in a good car. Yeah. And he's, he's like, he, he never argues either, like... Yeah, he's a nice driver to have on your team. He's a nice second driver, because he'll never, like, he'll never try to take the first driver's spot. Yeah, he's not like Rosberg. Rosberg beat Hamilton. In each I machinery. machinery, yeah. In 2016, actually. Did you hear that it was an equal machinery? Yeah, I did actually. It was, did you hear that it was Nico Rosberg? Yeah, I did hear that. But did you know that it was Lewis Hamilton? <laughs> oh yes, I knew that. Did you know Lewis Hamilton's a seven-time world champion? Yeah, seven-time world champion who lost one championship to Nico Rosberg in 2016. <laughs> Wait, when did Michael leave F1? In 2012. When did Rosberg win his championships? Didn't he have two, is it? Just one. Oh, one. Never mind, then. What were you thinking? Oh, because I want to know if he beat Michael. He was ahead of Michael in the championship standings, but Michael wasn't very fast in those years. He was pretty old. Yeah, but to be fair, I mean... It was still Michael Schumacher. Yeah. Also, I think Piastri is going to keep his seat. For at least a bit, because Piastri's, I mean, he's kind of where he should be. He's a little bit behind Norris. Yeah, but realistically, you know, it was nothing he's done this year has gone and make me made me say, yikes, this guy needs to go. Yeah. You know, I think there have been definitely moments from DeVries that have said that for me. His qualifying performance has been really not great. I don't think he's made it out of Q1 this season. Ah, yes, but the American also needs to be removed. Logan Sargent was okay in England. Yeah. Overall, he's still bad. Here's my thing. I think there are better drivers, but I think Williams needs to prove that their driver program works. So they have to keep him in for at least two seasons before they get rid of him. 
There's driver. Because nobody's going to work. Well, who are they going to replace him with? Jamie Chadwick? They could do that. They could. They probably do well. Although there, there might be some more crashes. <laughs> okay, we're cutting that. Yep, that's being cut. No, no, I mean, uh, not for that reason, but for other reasons. Okay, we could bring back. She did actually have that. Yeah, I mean that. Obviously, there are much more crashy drivers: Grosjean, Maldonado, but. Is you know. Eric still qualified for a super license? No, he lost it when he went to Indy. That's a shame. He they took it from him. Yeah, that'd be nice. I think I'd... he'd be cheap. He would be pretty cheap for what he'd deliver. Mm-hmm. He's not doing bad right now either. Oh, is he back in the top five? I don't know, but he, he's never been doing horrible there, has he? No, no. But then again, IndyCar at this point is basically just retired F1 drivers. And future F1 drivers if Red Bull gets their way. Yeah. I mean, they'd be happy to replace Ricardo with him. Yeah. I mean, I'd be happy to see him go for... Put New Garden in. Uh, I don't know about that. Herita is not getting it. Oh, he's he could get it. Lingard, get Lingard in. <laughs> Lingard. <laughs> I mean, he's winning for right now. Yeah. No, honestly, we got to bring back Dorn Boss. Yeah. I think he's he's happy in his industry. He really is a. Um... He really brings the speed that that industry desires. How okay, Grosjean's doing worse than both Callum Iwa and Stingray Rob. Not even like not even a year ago, Stingray Rob was in a junior or Indy or Lights. It's yeah, Indy Lights car. Yeah, and now he's being an F one driver. That is pretty crazy. You got to pick up his game. What's he yeah. thinking? I'm looking at the race. I think it's race re- results. Toronto. I think it's Toronto's race results right now. Yeah, okay. Obviously, I'm looking at this without any, like, real... Context? Context, yeah. Like, Grosjean could have crashed. I don't know. But if he crashed, I feel like if it was Grosjean, I, it would be his fault, wouldn't it? And it would probably be race ending. Yeah, Knowing him. Yeah. I mean, I'm betting that's why Alex Palau or whatever didn't win. This yeah, that'd be Yeah. like the overall. Uh, hmm. Hmm. I hmm. think we got to talk about Red Bull's legacy. <laughs> How would that affect LeBron's legacy? How does Red Bull's domination affect LeBron's legacy? (laughs) Okay, I think the one who needs to shut up is Lewis Hamilton. No, he he dominated the sport for like years. Yeah. Now that Red Bull has a little bit of something, he's like the FIA should stop this. He never said that when he was dominating. Yeah, he's like the fans are gonna get bored. His fans are mental. Have you seen them? Have you heard of the stuff they say? It's ridiculous. About what? They say a lot of stuff. No, no. I was... So I... Look, I dared to brave F1 Twitter last night because I was just interested. And if you go under the hashtag F1 Fix, which is basically a whole bunch of Hamilton fans ranting, it is unreal. It is crazy what they're saying. Do you want me to go pull this out? Yes, I do. Yeah, this is crazy. There's there's just people and there's like they're so delusional. 
like there are people who are you know like last week this guy goes i found another clause that could be used for abu dhabi 2021 given the fallout of red bull racing arguments and breaching the cost cap i feel it reasonable to say that they have brought f1 into disrepute those are the words yeah no and then listen to this this guy is saying this about red bull if in the opinion of the F1 commissioner, a competitor fails to operate his team in a manner compatible with the standards of the championship in a way that brings the championship into disrepute. The FIA may exclude such competitor from the championship forthwith. They're basically saying to remove Red Bull because they don't like a race result. I mean, like, cut them a little bit of slack. It's been like 10 years since Mercedes wasn't doing well. 10 years. It's been seconds. But like, <laughs> they, yeah. Uh, I mean, the Lewis Hamilton fans, they're a bit crazy. They are, yeah. They're not really, like, Lewis Hamilton fans mostly aren't really into the sport as much as just Hamilton. Oh my god. There's an F1 fixed YouTube channel for Schaub, and it is, oh my god, they hate Karun Chandok. These I mean, that's fans, understandable. Oh my god. Oh, Karun see, this Chandok. is what I, this is what I don't understand, right? They, this, the Hamilton fans will always say, you know, Hamilton deserves his championship back. Right, but they will never argue that Felipe Massa should have his championship back in 2008. There was arguably more sporting wrongdoing in that championship than there was in the Abu Dhabi 2021 championship. There was also a lot of wrongdoing in 2007. Which one are you thinking? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, Kimmy deserved it. Kimmy deserved the championship, but boy, oh boy, were they being crazy. That Which McLaren did. Really get it. Yeah. yeah. There's think- a frame-by-frame analysis of the Hamilton-Verstappen crash in Silverstone. And the funny thing is, like, Hamilton, I'm rewatching it now. Hamilton doesn't even aim for the apex. He just drives into him. Yeah, I think on the crashes, they trade off whose fault it is, though. Like, I mean, sometimes it's Max's fault, sometimes it's Lewis's fault. Yeah, I agree. It happens. Crashes happen in a championship. They're both very aggressive drivers. Max, yeah. uh, Max will admit that he's like a, like a very aggressive driver, though. I don't think Hamilton gets credit for how aggressive he is. No, he really doesn't. He's really quite a good driver. Yeah, he's a great driver. It's just that, you know, nobody looks at him and says, oh, he's aggressive. But he clearly is. I mean, yeah, there are danger. Yeah. Just as much as Max is. They're, yeah, they both endanger other drivers around them. Well, there's usually never a lot of drivers around them. That's true. But, you know, Lewis caused that crash in Spain 2016, and no, none of his fans point that out. And Ocon's fans never point out, Brazil was at 2018 or? Yeah. Yeah. You they know, never point out that talking about that how he caused the crash. You also never see Ocon fans. That is true. I think there's only one of them. Whom? Jeremy Clarkson. Is he actually? Oh right, right. Didn't he buy an Alpine? A whole bunch of beer. They he brought him the rest of his Hawkstone supply. Um. Okay, if they drop Perez, we're gonna. I'm gonna become a Ferrari fan sooner than 2026. Yeah. 
This is so funny. So hold on. There's a uh, there's a funny Twitter account called Cult LH posting their L's. Cult LH obviously being Lewis Hamilton fans. And one of them, one of these Twitter accounts posted one minute sixteen of Lewis Hamilton mounting a clean charge and applying the pressure to old rival Fernando Alonso, finally forcing him to a mistake and overtaking him. This is at the Hungarian Grand Prix in 2021 when he couldn't overtake an Alpine. Oh, my. I think people yeah. give Fernando too much credit right now. Yeah. I'm not saying he's a bad driver. He's just a little bit past his prime. Alonzo, yeah. Imagine what he'd be doing in the car if he was prime Alonzo. That'd be crazy. Yeah. That'd yeah, be wild. Hamilton, Hamilton's just like... I, he keeps just... Mm. He keeps? He just keeps saying things. That make no sense because he was doing the same things. Yeah. It's hypocritical, I think. That's the biggest issue. I mean, if he just. If he was constantly like, oh, you know, there's a problem with Mercedes domination, but who would say that? Exactly. Yeah. Anyways. Aside from that, can we talk about Red Bull's upgrades this weekend? Yeah. So, uh, supposedly, they're bringing new side pods. And there's two courses that this could go. Two ways this could go. One, supposedly, they made the zero side pod concept of Mercedes, you know, when they had no side pods, work. Adrian knew he made it work, which would be unreal if that happened. And the other option is they redesigned Aston Martin's side pods and made them better. Aston Martin. Aston Martin. Interesting team. That team has gone through a lot, but they've always been like... They've always been somewhat resilient. Like all the teams that have had that, like, team, didn't have to put it. Yeah. That, yeah. That team has always come back better somehow. Yeah. A lot of it by cheating, but like, I mean, it's creative design. Yeah. Yeah. It's creative interpretation of the rules. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, What was I going to say? You know, this is going to be Red Bull's, one of Red Bull's best cars ever, no matter how the season ends. I mean, he, but Max better win. No, but I'm saying, you know, no matter how they do this, like... It's going to be a pretty insane season for Red Bull. Yeah. I mean, unless Perez messes up again. Right now, Max alone has enough points to win the championship. Mm -hmm. The Constructors' Championship, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But. How crazy is that? That's insane. But at the same time, if. Perez keeps messing up. If he messes up probably two or three more races, Daniel Ricciardo this season, Perez in the AlphaTauri. Yeah. I mean, in theory, that would be an ideal setup for them. It wouldn't be bad. Perez could prove himself. No, no. It would be ideal setup because of Daniel Ricciardo and Verstappen. They always had an interesting team dynamic. It was yeah. a bit toxic at times, but it was interesting. Yeah. I would be I would be not disappointed in Red Bull. I'd be disappointed in Ricardo if that's where it ended up with him at Red Bull. 
it just yeah. shows that he's so hugely misjudged his opportunity there. I mean, I guess he, we already knew that. But still. It's not great. Yeah. Anyways. What was I going to say? There's nothing good would that happened. I mean, I'd be fine if Ricardo ended up back at Red Bull. I would be fine with it, but it feels like a waste of his career at this point. I mean, it would be good for his career, but at the same time, he yeah. wasted like a while just doing other things. Yeah. Well, he, he could have been fighting for the championship. Yeah. And he didn't. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, what is there to say? Like, he he shows wrong, obviously, in the most spectacular way possible. Yeah. But at the same time, he chose right. Because, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm going to say this. Okay, Horner, uh, okay, as a team principal, he's really good at what he does. But it would be really stressful working for him. See, I don't think so. I think they run that team professionally. You know, Toto, it amazes me that Mercedes got anything done. Because Toto runs a team like a, a drama queen. You know, he's always he's always stirring up stuff. He's always... It's just, like, I can't imagine working for Mercedes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it just also, seems like people would be so much more calm. Yeah, but also, at the same time, Red Bull, like, Christian Horner says everybody's safe. Oh, all their seats are safe. And then he goes, switches stuff around, and their seats aren't safe in the end. But he doesn't do that for, you know, people who just work at the team. Well, yeah, but, like, if you're a driver there, it would be extremely horrible. It would be, but you just have to perform. Yeah, but at the same time, you have, like, a gun to your head. If you don't win this race, you won't have a seat. Even And then he'll go and tell the media, oh, that driver's safe. Their seat's going to be safe with us. And now he's saying, oh, if... He's actually said... That Ricardo's looking at Perez's seat. I think he's well within his right to say that because he's within his right to say it, but he's not within his right to say, "Oh, Perez's seat is safe," and then go and say this. But Perez's seat is as safe as he makes it. It's his choice. Well, yeah, but at the same time, that doesn't necessarily... I mean, at the rate it's going, that means it's not safe. So Horner should have said that. You can't say, oh, if he was doing well, his seat would be safe, and just say, oh, his seat's safe. His seat's not well, safe. His seat is as, as safe as he wants it to be. If he, you know, puts on a whole bunch of great performances, he's not going anywhere. And Ricardo will probably... Take more time off. I don't think he's going to stay at AlphaTauri for too long. I mean, I, yeah. I think he's trying to go straight to Red Bull for next year. Yeah, but Horner didn't exactly say that it was as safe as he made it. He shouldn't. He didn't say it that way, but I think that's the way the team are thinking about it, you know. Yeah, as long as it. But also, at the same time, he said it in a way that was very... Um, not the way he meant it. Yeah. It would just be best for Perez if he... He just needs to have a couple of good races. He doesn't need to be aggressive. I don't know what he was doing at England, but it would have been fine for him if he just relaxed. But I think he's going crazy because... 
I mean, I don't know how he went out in Q1 at a race that was not, or a qualifying session that was not at the time rain affected. Like, he wasn't even in the hard part of qualifying, and he got knocked out. Yes, but you have to remember, Red Bull, Red Bull with, remember when Red Bull had both Verstappen and Ricardo? Sure do. It was, it was a very difficult time for the team. They had the best driver lineup that they've had, but at the same time, it was difficult to manage them. I think... You know what? I Here's what I think it would be. I think he would be brought back on the condition that he would sit second to Max for a portion of the season. I really do. I don't think they would let him challenge if they brought him back. They would basically say, you know, it was nice of us to do this in the first place. You don't get to fight for the championship right away. You need to prove yourself. Well, I, I mean, I doubt he would actually be able to fight. I would not be entirely surprised. He spent a lot of time on that simulator at Red Bull. He knows the car in and out now. He's driven it in real life. I think... If he went through winter testing, he could probably be pretty good with it. I mean, Paris also has done all of those things, plus... Um, and look at him. But I think Perez is crumbling. I, think, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know how to explain it, but I think there are some drivers in F1 history, who have just had really weird patches of time where they where they just don't perform at all, even when they have the potential to still do it. And I think Perez could be in one of those times, and I actually don't know if he'll be able to get out of it if he's just totally psyched out. Yeah, but at the same time, Red Bull's Red Bull's commitment to second drivers—it's really quite horrible so far. Yeah, you can't replace them every year. But they haven't. They've replaced them at odd intervals. Yeah, they've gone and they've said. You know, obviously, I think the weirdest time was that Alex Albon, Pierre Gasly switch. Yeah, and then switch back. I think that was totally unnecessary. Yeah. But I feel like the um, the weirdest switch for them, even though it made sense at the time, was Perez, actually. I mean, they've never really had a commitment to any second driver, so I mean, it makes sense that they would make a switch. But it didn't make any sense to me that they took Perez on because he wasn't in their academy of drivers. Like, they completely stalled out the driver pool now. Well, yeah, but at the same time, Red Bull, Red Bull takes the best drivers. They take the best drivers they can get their hands on. Yeah. I mean, the best driver lineup probably currently is the Mercedes lineup. Much as it pains me to say, you're not wrong. I've just gotten the tweet you sent me. That's a good one. Like, nice nose. (laughs) <laughs> Pinocchio Pinocchio indeed uh, yeah I mean you're, you're right they have not had the best track record of holding on to second drivers yeah. but, but they what? had a stretch in they had a stretch in the 2010s and actually in the 2000s as well 
where they held on to second drivers for a good long time. They had... Um, who did they have? They had somebody at Red Bull Racing. Mark Webber. They had Mark Webber for a really long time. And he was a really good second driver. Mm-hmm. And then he left. And actually, Adrian Newey was angry about that because he thought he was the best second driver they could ever have, funnily enough. But then they got Daniel and Max, and Adrian liked that setup. So you're saying Adrian didn't like any setup? Well, he hasn't liked anything after Max and um, and Daniel, funnily enough. Oh my god, I'm reading DeVries' message. Yeah, I read it too. He's taking time away from social media. Yep, classic. That's rough. I, I feel a bit bad for him. I feel bad for him, but I also think... He's won so many championships in other racing series. Like, how did F1 just not translate for him? I don't get it. Mick Schumacher. It just doesn't translate sometimes. No, but I've come to terms with the fact that Mick was never the second coming of Michael. Yeah. It's funny how Verstappen and Mick ended up. They switched their parental roles. They did. You know, I heard something really scary about Max, and I I realized that it's probably true. Someone compared Max Verstappen's dominance to Michael Schumacher's dominance in the 2000s. And that made me realize, holy crap, Max is on for a third championship right now. And Michael won five in a row in the 2000s. But realistically, if this keeps going, he could actually get close to matching the Michael Schumacher-Ferrari dominance. That is unreal. I hadn't even considered that. Didn't he say that he doesn't want that? He doesn't want that. He wants a fight, but he's going to take wins if he can take wins. Yeah, I mean... I think, honestly... What Max won't do is, I don't think Max will renew for 2026 if the cars are awful. Ferrari. We talked about this last time. But Max to Ferrari. Max to Ferrari. No, I don't think he'll renew in F1. Yeah, I don't think Leclerc will renew with Ferrari if, he, if they keep it up as they're going. The silly season rumors this year have been ridiculous. People have said, you know... Lewis to Ferrari, and then Leclerc to uh, Mercedes. People said Albon to Ferrari and Carlos Sainz to nowhere. There have been some absolutely best at Ferrari right now. He's basically outperforming Leclerc, even though we know Leclerc is better. Is he, though? I am convinced at the moment that Leclerc is better. That could change, but for now. I was convinced before. But now, like, I mean, to be fair, Sainz has never been really bad at any point. He's always performed with the car. But he's never outperformed the car. Yeah, which means that Leclerc is probably underperforming the car because the team's smothering him. I think that there was definitely a time in 2020 and 2021 where it could be fair to say that Leclerc was outperforming the car. Yeah, but now the team is smothering him because, well, I mean, their strategy is just rough on him because Sainz never has that much strategy going into the race. Well, they just think he's going to be slow, so they don't do anything for him. Yeah, and then it always turns out better. Yeah, and then they go for Leclerc. They're like, "Uh, Leclerc, Charles, would you like to use a plan F or plan H? Uh, during this race, and he's like, which is which? Yeah. I mean, if I was having to memorize eight different race strategies before the race started, I wouldn't be able to win anything. And I wouldn't be able to win anything. Yeah. So then you're thinking about, you know, what strategy is what while you're racing. It just doesn't work. Yeah. But also, it does 
it proves the point that Leclerc isn't quite the driver that drivers like Alonso are. Because Alonso can think about stuff and still be racing. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, you could say the same thing about Lando. Lando would be thinking, oh, look at that. Hamilton's off the track. Yeah. No, no, but I mean, like, you know, Fernando, he really is thinking on a different wavelength when he's racing. He could be thinking about strategy for Lance and overtaking at the same time. Yeah, but Max also... Max just... He's just mentally different. Max is crazy. I think he might be... Not the GOAT, but he might turn out to be one of the best of all time. Yeah, there's a fighter pilot-like mentality. There is. I mean, there is, yeah. I think we might go on to respect the Max Verstappen dominance a lot more than we originally thought. Mm. I mean, I am not... the biggest fan of dominance of an era i'd kind of like to see max have some competition but i don't mind it at least it's max and it's not lewis that's what gets me happy if it was lewis winning every race and you know celebrating the way he did in 2020 every day on the podium then i would not be as happy as what we have now i rewatched drive to survive and Horner's reaction is exactly in line with my reaction which part just generally mm-hmm. just Hamilton and being angry at Hamilton domination Leclerc would be interesting for domination I honestly don't think he has it in him he doesn't but not I don't think he can dominate no, but he could he could jump ship. Yeah, you he know, still gives underdog vibes no matter where he goes. Yeah. No, but if I were Leclerc right now, I would go and I would jump ship to Mercedes, who Mercedes. realistically have a better chance of designing a good car than Ferrari does. I think but the they, best thing for Aston Martin would be to take him, drop Lance and take him. But they're not going to do that, are they? They're not going to do that. And also, Aston Martin has, design-wise, I think they've gone in the wrong direction. Because, I mean, they've these last two races, they've lost the plot. They have not been on the podium since Canada. Yes. But then again... It's been a bit weird since then. That's true. But, I mean... Ugh, yeah. Think about how many teams could be fighting for a podium spot this weekend. We obviously have Red Bull, Ferrari, and Mercedes, but then we have Aston Martin and McLaren, and if any of them break down, Alpine. Yeah, the most disappointing thing is AlphaTauri. They fell apart. It is really disappointing, and I am surprised that Red Bull has held on to the team. Yeah, like when it was Toro Rosso, it was like actually good. They just took the Red Bull design and just used it. They used it, and then they took young drivers. Yeah, and that made sense. Second team. Now they're going to have a driver who is, you know, returning to them in his his 30s and a driver who's never going to make it to the first team. It seems like they kind of are putting drivers in there now for results rather than to try them out. I mean, obviously results are where, like, they want like what they want but realistically wouldn't it be better if they just took drivers that were young and they could try them out and then they would get the results ideally that's what would happen realistically that's not not what's gonna happen because right now everybody's too focused on now instead of the future 
Yeah. If they take a moment to look to the future, they probably would get rid of Hamilton. Who, Mercedes? Yeah. Hamilton's not honest, a bad driver, but there, he probably won't see another point where he's in a competitive car. For a championship, no, I agree. Yeah. And to be honest with you, if I were Toto Wolf, I genuinely think I would resign as team principal of Mercedes. Yeah, he already has the money. He doesn't need anything else, really. He has the money, but more importantly, he has now consistently taken them in the wrong direction. I mean, come on now. You could say that Ferrari, like all of Ferrari, everyone at Ferrari should do the same thing then. But but they've done it. They've, they've fired all of them. They've done a, a, I mean, what they call a Black Friday on Wall Street. They fired everybody. And now they're in a rebuild. Ferrari's in a rebuild. And Mercedes has been unwilling to do that. Yeah. And they had a an idea, you know, with switching the technical directors that completely failed. And James Allison was doing nothing. And Mike Elliott was completely over his head. So they had to switch them back. Fundamentally, the team that they had in 2019 was the best version of themselves, but they lost so many of the technical staff to other teams that they can't recreate that anymore. So they should just totally restructure. Yeah. Now is an interesting time to be an F1. It is because teams have the potential, you know, whoever takes on Red Bull and wins will be that team. And everybody else is just going to be embarrassed that they didn't do it. And when that happens, that team will probably become dominant. That is true. You know, the and fact that Red Bull again. Again, that is true. I think it's just so impressive that Red Bull designed aerodynamically out of their slump that they were in. Think about where they were in 2018 with Renault. They were nowhere with reliability. Then 2019 with Honda, Honda built the least powerful engine on the grid, but aerodynamically the car was sound. And then 2020, the engine was sort of average on power and the car was too draggy. And 2021, they nailed it. And ever since, they've just been getting better and better. Yeah, Red Bull is like technical staff are good though. Yeah. I think I might buy a model of the RB19. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm on the fence. They sure? haven't started making them yet. But I might, if around Christmas time, they, um, they start manufacturing them in Germany, then I will probably buy one. Because it's just, it's so dominant. I buy model cars if they have a special achievement, and this one's achieved something special. And the season's not even over yet. We're talking about this thing as if it's the Ferrari F2004, and it hasn't even won the championship yet. I mean, it pretty much has. It has. It's won every single race this season. It's the most dominant car in F1 history. So far. So far, yeah. Something could still go horribly wrong. For all you and McLaren might win next. I mean, for all we know, Max Verstappen might die. I mean, yeah. It would be unlikely, but it could happen. Yeah. I mean, that goes for anyone, though. That is true. Yeah. This season is... Absolutely riveting. Uh, Okay. I mean, riveting, maybe not. 
but hold on. Oh yeah. Uh, anyways, no riveting. I wouldn't say riveting, but I'd say technically it's interesting. You know, exactly riveting. No, no, but I mean like in the technical design part of it. I mean, yeah. Okay, it's it's riveting in the technical sense. Where one might find a rivet. Ah, I see what you've done there. Very nice. I mean, probably Very not on nice. a car. There are some rivets. Wouldn't that be a bit... Like, a bit of weight? Well, they're subsurface. Red Bull uses... The, Red Bull made a video on how they... Um, machine them and then create parts for the front wing and how to hold on to the car that was a good video i watched that whole thing didn't you watch all their videos no i don't watch most of their stuff i just watch coverage and technical analysis by people who understand aerodynamics better than i do remember when you were a williams fan I still am a Williams fan. Every weekend that they're out on the track, I'm rooting for them to do well. But not as good as Red Bull? I mean, if, if they would challenge Red Bull, I'd be over the moon. That'd be the best case scenario for me. Uh -huh. I know that's not appealing for you. Yeah. No, it's not. I mean... It's not that. Williams domination. That'd be fun to say. It's been a while. It could be realistic. They're working on it. Domination happening again is more realistic. Michael Schumacher is in a vegetative state. I mean, it's not that bad. They're not that bad. I mean, they're the equivalent in team. Like In terms of a team, they're the equivalent. They're already now, you know, they have a driver who can consistently uh, be within the uh, Q3 every race. Yeah, and then they have Logan. But the point is they have one, at least. You know, it's one is enough, they say, in some circles. Red Jen's not in this context, but... Red Bull would but, say the opposite. Red Bull would say they'd like both drivers to be, you know, achieving at their best. Yeah. Which is why they should take signs. They can't take him back. That proves that they did something wrong. Well, they did that. They've done it multiple times. Well, out they Ricardo. I disagree on Albon. I think Albon, if they kept him on at Red Bull, he wouldn't have done any better. No, but they switched him out. They realized they messed up. And then they brought him back. But was Perez... I mean, was Albon really going to be better than Perez if they kept him on? I don't think so. No, it wouldn't have been. Because it wouldn't have been better for either of them. It, it would have I just been more... It would have been a more painful end to Albon's career. Yeah, but Albon did better than Gasly, which is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. The funny thing is, you know, Albon did better than Gasly, and Albon and Perez did better than Albon. So that makes you think how much better <laughs> is. Yeah. And Max did so much better than, um, than Perez. So really... What we're saying here is Gasly's not a particularly good driver. Yeah. Gasly's the best driver. Yeah. He's not bad by any means. He's not... <sighs> no, but he's not been as good as I thought he'd be at, um, at Alpine this year. Yeah. I'm waiting for the race to make another video about Alpine saying how they've completely stalled out on their goals. That would just be kind of goofy. Yeah. Remember when um, 
Remember when Alpine's team principal flamed them publicly for not doing well enough? It just occurred to me how big of a bullet Gazzy dodged. Oh, what? By going to Alpine? Yeah. Wait, or is that what you mean, or? No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if he stayed in the Red Bull family, he could, his career could have been over. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's all relative. It's all relative. Well, would they have replaced, they wouldn't have needed to replace DeVries then. Yeah. 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 It's all relative. Anyways. And I think on that, you know, contemplative end, it might be time to end. It might be. I don't think we're going to say anything more um, thought-provoking. We're going to leave you with a question here. Exactly. Best to be provoked in thought regions than to not be provoked. Exactly. Cool. And with that, we'll say we're more right than John, and Lando Norris isn't as good as Perez. Goodbye. At the moment, at the moment Perez... You have been listening to an Oh For Heaven's Sakes studio recording production. All rights reserved October 20th, 2020. Thank you.